welcome to the first edition of White Line Fever from yours truly, Ray French, here at Wembley Stadium. And uh, I'm in the company, the exalted company of Steve Mascord. You know, Steve, you remind me of that character, Little Richard. Do you remember his song, Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti, I'm all right, Tutti Frutti, but something like that anyway. Uh, thanks for that introduction, never to be repeated by Ray French. Uh, we are indeed at Wembley. I'm here with Andy Wilson uh, from The Guardian, the very first episode of White Line Fever, and perhaps the last. <laughs> How are you, Andy? I'm great, Steve. Pleasure to be here, and good to see you here too. <laughs> so, um, you couldn't say anything bad about British Rugby League, uh, you know, here today. Great atmosphere, people in a myriad of different uh, jerseys. It's not going to be full, almost full, but it has been a bit of a trying year, hasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But you know, as you say, it's not a day to be miserable, is it? You sort of <laughs> come here and the brass band's playing and everyone's happy and walking down the, the road. And, no, it's not, it's been a really tough year. And, you know, I think we're going backwards, but we keep coming here and having a good time every year, so yeah. <laughs> and what, I mean, when, when we moved into the new Wembley, it's the 30 now, isn't it? No, fifth, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, I think 2007, I would say, was the uh, first one here, Saints and Catalans. That was a good day. With, you'd have loved that with all the Frenchmen here, you know, down one end there, that was terrific. Were there teething problems at first? Did people have any doubts about the venue? And no, I think people were just gagging to get back. You know, we, we all tried our best to make the best of, of the years on the road. It was good to go to Edinburgh and, and to Cardiff. But, you know, I mean, I'm not really that old, but even I think Wembley's special and, and it belongs to this competition. And, uh, you know, you only have to be in London. To just it's, it's the sight of people on the tubes and things like that and, and everyone making their way here to Wembley. This is where it belongs. And I guess Wigan being here as well gives it an extra something for them. You know, it's special for them. So, no, Wembley is where the cup belongs. And what's the way forward, do you think? We'll be back here at the end of the year for the double header. Do you think that's a good move from the RFL? I think it's a bold move, uh, but it kind of only works if England are at least competitive and ideally win. So, um, you know, and... The bloke we're hoping for is, is Sam Tompkins who's playing here today. We, we think we've got a superstar. We're not sure if we've got the rest of the team to go with him. But, uh, yeah, that's what we need. That's what British Rugby League needs. We need a, a strong international team to get back to, to the days of the mid-90s when, even though we didn't win series, we won the odd game. And, and the Wembley game is, you know, is a risk, but hopefully it'll pay off. Sam Tompkins has got another five years of Wigan, apparently. Do you think he'll be there for the full five years? Do you think Rugby Union will come knocking? I think Rugby Union will come knocking, and I just hope that... Um, a, a rugby league solution would be that he ends up in Australia, you know, that I'd, I'd love him to play in the NRL. Whether that's a, one, of, one of your favourite lines, an English team in the NRL, or, or whether it's uh, Sam going to play with, with Maguire at South or whatever, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I think British rugby league should almost market it, or no, uh, determine its future planning on how to keep people like Tompkins in the game. You know, you start from there. How do we keep Sam Tompkins in rugby league? And, uh, you know, it's... it's that will annoy a lot of people because a lot of people hate him but to me he's a good lad he's an exciting player and he's a bloke we can't afford to lose this is not really a very natural segue but another big issue in rugby league at home according to our friend Shane Richardson his players taking sleeping pills and on white line fever we're going to try and provide a different take on some of these issues so we've got Dave Weindorf from, uh, from the Monster Magnet who's talking about his own battle with sleeping pills that stuff really gets uh, in your blood and there's a song uh, after that by Blackstone Cherry which is called uh, in, in my blood. Thanks for talking to us, Andy. Thanks, Steve. Benzodiazepine in particular, you know, mm. it's not even really a sleeping drug, it's more of an anti-anxiety drug. Mm. Anything that's with like Xanax, Ativan, um, anything with a PAM in it, diazepam, yeah. that stuff can really fuck you up. Mm. I'm talking like beyond, beyond heroin and beyond coke and stuff, it's its own particular brand of devil. Mm. And uh, you know, when you hear the term pillhead, 
and you know what that means. Like, he's a pillhead. That usually means a person whose eyeballs are, like, up in their socket, and they never make sense, and not even the hardcore drug guys hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're better off doing heroin. This stuff is so fucked up. It's like, God, mm. I don't know how I got involved. Well, I know how I got involved with it, but... Well, the dude's in jail now, isn't he? The guy who prescribed yeah, Be careful, everybody. Don't take it on a regular basis. Yeah. It puts your hooks... It puts the hooks in the end. It will really make you have the brain and the the nervous system of a squirrel. Yeah. Have you had anyone come up and say, you've helped me, you know, I read about this and, and you know, blah, blah, blah? Or... Actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some guy uh, came up to me in, uh, this was a couple of years ago, in Germany, and he had, um, he had, uh, taken too much of that stuff and it drove him crazy and he tried to commit suicide he laid on a train track and his arm was cut off oh my god his fucking arm it's an armless man came up to me and he's he's like you know you're the only person to explain it the way that, that I understood it mm. I mean every time I read about the warnings and stuff it never seemed to apply to me mm. he goes but you put it in such a way and I was like I only wish you would have read it sooner
two of White Lion Fever, and I did originally have an idea of only interviewing famous people, uh, but I've already got rid of that uh, idea because I'm here with Nick Tedeschi. Uh, Nick, uh, would you like to tell people who you are? I am, I am just a, a rastabout, I'm a, a nobody, I'm just a guy who hammers mascot for rugby league information, and I've somehow found myself at the pub with him <laughs> to talk rugby league. But you're actually a veteran of rugby league podcasts. In fact, <laughs> in fact, you're a superstar or a B-grade rugby league podcast star. I do, I do the, I do the, the RSL club circuits of the podcast scene. I, uh, <laughs> I, I've hit, I've hit fire up. I've hit, uh, I've hit sports fans on Southern FM down in, uh, down Melbourne way. I've done them all. We're very postmodern here, so we like to give reference to our fellow uh, podcasters. And uh, what's it like being in the studio with the fellows from Fire Up? It's uh, it's a little different. They're uh, they're rather out there, but uh, they're very excitable, very very excitable. And they are feet up, always with the quick wit. It's uh, it's intense, but very enjoyable. Now, production meeting. Now they call it a production meeting. Now, this is a production meeting for us, except we're actually recording it. Um, did you go to the production meeting, or were you left out of all the jokes? I uh, didn't go to the production meeting. I uh, <laughs> got stuck in traffic in Sydney, and uh, and was late, and then uh, ran uh, ran up to the door with about two minutes to spare before the, uh, the show started. So I was left out of everything except for uh, Vossi's latest uh, latest intro. Now this is uh, White Line Fever, so we talk to rockers about rugby league and rugby league people about rockers. Which are you? Uh, I'm a rugby league man all the way. All right. So what's what's your favourite band? Uh, UMI would be my favourite band. Timmy Rogers, man, so big, big fan. Do you know, it's, Tim Rogers is the only man who, you know, he once threw a guitar pick and I caught it and I was so disgusted with the show I threw it back at him. Oh, really? <laughs> what, uh, what precipitated this? What, uh... Well, I was taking pictures. I had like a Lumix camera and I was taking pictures and he was really grumpy because like only about 200 people had showed up at the show. So he was just in a grumpy mood and he was like, can you stop taking pictures of my ass crack and stuff like that? And I, you know, I was I was pretty upset because I figure like it's like Nikki Six dived into the crowd the other day to t stop someone from shooting video, and we all know that if you want to be famous now, or, you know, like that is the best way to be famous is to be on YouTube. Absolutely. So anyone, so anyone who's pretending they don't want to be on YouTube to me is a little bit of a wanker. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, you know. But and ha have you and I recorded anything of any worth since since Hourly Daily? Oh, come on now, number four record, wonderful album. Wonderful album. Come on, Mascord. Let's not be like this. I was down at uh, at uh, the Community Cup this year. Bit of a wank fest. Hipsterville down there. Tim Rogers. AFL, so just bear with me one sec. I played a wonderful gig up there. Singing Bob Dylan tunes. Kicked ass. I have a massive UMI fan. I was shooting pool with him in LA one time. Uh, at some gig. They were at, uh, the now you're a wanker. You're a wanker as well. Oh. <laughs> Look, you didn't say I couldn't be a wanker to come on this uh, white line fever uh, mascot. It's uh, 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 UMI number one. UMI number one. Now, now, if um, before we move on to your request, that has to be a song I approve of, by the way. <laughs> what a, what so a... there has to be some spandex involved or something like that. <laughs> but, 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 but I would say that you're actually sort of one of these people who you, you, you have one foot on the mainstream side of rugby league media and one foot on the alternative side of rugby league media. How can how can rugby league media reach the people on the alternative side better? Because do you do you think the light do you think my mate Bulldog Richie or Brad Walder do you think they're they're speaking to the average podcast listener? What can they do 
to, to, to connect with the podcast listeners? No, it's very difficult, as I'm sure you are. No, Steve, but as someone who also straddles uh, both uh, ends... I, I like to straddle whenever I can. <laughs> Well, what the, the problem with uh, with uh, your mates like uh, Bulldog Richie, who for all the for all the what all the alternative uh, uh, rugby league types like to say, they all listen to it. They all read the Telegraph, like Telegraph's the Bible of uh, of uh, uh, rugby league, the rugby league world. What they need to do more is though is they need to come up with more opinions. Come up with opinions that aren't just straight shooting from the hip. They need to actually think about things, and they need to write in a somewhat intelligent way instead of just rattling off. News story, news story, blah, blah, blah. Then opinion piece following the Buzz Rothfield mob. Well, I'm sure that uh, when you uh, are given a fair wage and you walk <laughs> to the other side, you'll be deeply offended by the sort of criticism you just delivered at, uh, at Dean Ritchie. But nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, I want you to introduce a song that's special to you that I can find on iTunes. <laughs> That I can use, I can use audio editing software to put in after after our conversation, and that has some balls, please, some balls. Some balls. All right. <laughs> so you are. Uh, bit, we'll give you a bit of UMI. We'll stick with it. We'll stick with the theme, and we'll give you. Uh, how about a bit of? Uh, we'll give you Kathy's clown UMI. I approve. You approve. And I'm here now with a close personal friend of John Bon Jovi, Tina Turner, Dave Faulkner, Jimmy Barnes. It's uh, the NRL's... Uh, what's your official title, Paul? Uh, Director of Commercial and Marketing, and you left out Billy Idol. Billy Idol. 
What about Steve Stevens? Is he a good friend? Is he as tall as he looks? No, don't know Steve Stevens. He's a guitarist. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. You know when the tape didn't work yeah, at the grand yeah. final? He was the uh, bloke on stage with Billy Idol. Yeah, right. He, he wasn't in the hovercraft. No, no, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't? Okay. Um, so tell us, what's he like as a bloke, John Bon Jovi? Oh, he's a top bloke, man. He loves his loves South Sydney, loves rugby league. You know, can't wait to get down to see a game or two. Did you seriously, do you talk to his people and then you get a brief audience with John Bon Jovi? Is that how it works or have you not actually met him? No, I haven't actually met him, mate. I'd love to tell you I have, but I haven't. <laughs> how has that campaign gone? Has it been good? Yeah, it's been outstanding. It's been great for us. Um, just looking at what we do with him next year. And what will that be? Any, give us a hint. Uh, not sure yet. Mm. Talking to his people. <laughs> and what about grand final day? Give, tell us what this isn't going to air, maybe ever. So um, what's going to happen? Who's playing on grand final day? What can I say to you I don't know yet is if it's not going to air. It's not Cold Chisel. That's who we wanted it to be. Oh, so no, I, can no, tell you that, I can tell you that. What happened there with Cold Chisel? Uh, Jimmy Barnes' son is getting married in Thailand on the Wednesday after grand final. Oh, that's unfortunate. And Van Halen were in town the previous weekend, but now they're not. Van Halen aren't. Alice Cooper is around. Yeah, yeah. So we have been offered Alice Cooper. W it'd actually be quite fitting for grand final day entertainment. Welcome to my nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. That, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a great... We'd be applauded for that, I'm sure. <laughs> now tell us, tell us how the um, the the the, the uh, campaign with Bon Jovi, how it kind of works, because they wanted to promote that song, didn't they? But it, it's probably they've done a good job of promoting it in Australia and New Zealand for the NRL, but it doesn't seem to have kicked on anywhere else, does it? I mean, well, what? How did how did it work? It's about. It's not so much about the song. It's about Bon Jovi being promoted. Oh, right, so okay. the association with the band, they cut the song specifically for sport and live concerts. It was never, for them, it was um, not put onto an album until the greatest hits. And so what they envisage is that sports around the world will use that song. Um, cut with sport, it looks great, it works, um, and they hope to build their Bon Jovi brand um, through the association with us, knowing that we're a big sport in the country. So in the end, it worked for both parties, and it wasn't the kind of multi-million dollar license fee that you might pay if you went and grabbed a, a song like a Pink song, which V8s did. Yeah. Now, I noticed in the prom promoting the State of Origin in Melbourne, you're using For Those About to Rock, ACDC famously never allow their songs to be licensed. <laughs> well, how did you manage to get the use of that? In a closed environment, like today's launch, yeah. you can do that. At a game, you can do that. As soon as you put that onto a, into a public, what's called a public domain, mm. you get sued for uh, a lot of money. So, <laughs> right. so you haven't actually spoken to Angus about it? No, 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 no people there. That's just <laughs> we're allowed today. We're not allowed. If we put ad in an ad, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Have you got a Have you got a favourite story about dealing with a rock star? You must have a favourite story. Maybe you either don't want to use the name or you don't want to tell a story, but I would want you to tell a story and maybe leave the name out. Have you got one? Uh, yeah, actually I do have one. Okay. Um, it's, I think it's a good story. Um, relevant to this year's AFL Grand Final. Mm. Um, major international artist that they've got performing this year. Um, and I can tell you it's the only time that we've had to put an oxygen machine into a dressing room really? so that prior to performing in grand final entertainment of which he performed two songs 10 years ago um, we had the oxygen machine as a requirement in the rider 
unbelievable. What other things do they ask for in, in the riders? Do they ask for like, you know, crystal champagne or condoms? What are, anything else? <laughs> no, his, his, his was the best. Generally, generally, just lots and lots of beer and uh, scotch vodka, the, the simple things in life. Now you get to play a song and because you're poor kind, you get to officially give us permission to use that song uh, verbally as part of the broadcast. So watch your song and, and give us some legal mumbo jumbo that says we can actually play it. Yeah, no, I can give you permission on behalf of Bon Jovi's people to use Bon Jovi's This Is Our House and I couldn't give you another song other than that. Thank you, poor kind. <laughs> no worries, mate.
flying here, you're flying out, never know where you are.